What's up, how about this, listeners? It's Mike Staub, and we have another episode of The Suburb of Slab coming up right for you, and this one is going to be wild. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be about game shows from the 1990s. That's right. This episode, we're talking about wacky game shows from the Nickelodeon era of TV, and boy, was it fun. We have a really special guest with us today. Amanda Mack joins us once again, and boy, does she have an amazing pitch. But this episode was so much fun to record and listen back to, so we really, really hope you enjoy it. So, without further ado, let's slam. And now, introducing the How About This Summer of Slam! What is up? How about this, listeners? Welcome back to another episode of the Summer of Slam. <laughs> Summer of Slam. That's right. And we are back here for the How About This podcast, continuing our summer programming that is wild and crazy. It might be a dare for some or for others. It might be a trip to a legendary hidden temple. But wow. with me today. That was great. Mike, how did you have the guts to pull that one off? I don't know, but I did, 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 did I think I had it. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Amanda, if you had done that intro, what would you do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> don't double dare me to do anything. Oh my God. We have to be stopped. We, yeah, we must be stopped before we continue this uh, murderous slew of puns. But with me, as always, is the king of the aggro crag. He who has not lost a single physical challenge, mm. Mr. Jordan Hugh. I can assure the listener I have lost many a physical challenge and no longer attempt them. Oh, wow. I'd like to thank my co-host, Mike, who is clearly the voice of Olmec, if you, if you can't already tell. But we're joined by a third today. Yeah, we do have a third with us today, and... She may as well be our version of Mo. <laughs> we have with us Miss Amanda Mac, Mrs. Amanda Mac, Ms. Amanda. What would you like to be preferred as? Yes. Yes. Yes, Amanda Mac, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> people of the internet. Is there a comma in there? Yes, comma Amanda Mac. Yes, is comma with Amanda us Mac. Today. And uh, we're going to talk about something that we've all experienced, I think, almost to too much of a degree, probably, for some par- parts <laughs> of the year. We grew up in the 90s. And when you grow up in the 90s, there was a collection of these zany, weird, wacky, wild, and crazy game shows, competition shows, shows that had kids doing strange stuff in order to win, I don't know, trips to space camp? Yeah, there were a lot of trips to space camp. What the fuck was that? And why didn't I ever get one? I'm so sorry. Uh, First of all, they also gave away a lot of hush puppies. A lot of hush puppies. The shoe. The shoes. Yeah, (laughs) a lot of hush puppies. Like that was like the earlier, earlier side. Yeah, the pride. Yeah, hush puppies were given away a lot. Moon shoes got given away. Oh, I wanted moon shoes so badly. And a lot of like bonds. Yeah. Like Hershey's would buy you some bonds. Yeah. Yeah, you got that chocolate <laughs> money coming in. Yeah. It's like, listen, you can use this $7 to go to college because that's <laughs> right. what you need to do, 90s kids. 
go to college like the boomers expected us to. And now we're all in crippling debt. It's a ticket to the middle class, Michael. Yes, it's right. It's the quickest ticket to the middle class. There it is. Is going to college. Quickest ticket is just a fun thing to say. It is. Maybe that'll be our next game show. Next on Quickest Ticket. Quickest Ticket. Oh, my God. Did we just conceive a pitch in the first five minutes of the show? I think we've already done better. Well, good night, everyone. Thanks for listening to the summer This was fun. Thank you for being here, Amanda, and thank you for Quickest Ticket. Had a great time. Yeah. So we grew up watching these shows, and they always ran the reruns of these shows, like, constantly. Like, when Nickelodeon... It was all Nickelodeon for the most part. Yeah. When Nickelodeon had, like, we needed to fill space, and we don't have enough episodes of Welcome Freshman anymore. They're going to show us a whole bunch of old episodes of What Would You Do, Wild and Crazy Kids, Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, Double Dare, Figure It Out. There's like a slew, a Nick Arcade. Nick Arcade. I was very surprised that Nick Arcade was not like the first one out of your mouth. Yeah, I want to mention, do you know why the reruns and those kinds of things were so pervasive? Yeah, why? I thought... Well, I thought like any other network, they were just like trying to get more bang for their buck. And I guess that's partially true, but it was actually, it had to do with how these things were filmed. So I did like my usual minimal amount of research for this show. And I found out, and this might interest the listener. Okay, so let's take a show like Double Dare or Legends of the Hidden Temple or one of the really popular ones. That seems like, oh, and they film that every week and then they air it. No, they film a full season of those shows in about two weeks or 10 days. So, for example, with a show like Legends of the Hidden Temple or something like that, they would do, like, the first challenge, the moat, famously, right? And they would do, like, ten episodes of just the moat on the first day, right? And then they would kind of go from there. Do you know what I mean? So they would do these, like, 40-episode seasons, and they would film them in, like, a couple of weeks, and then that would be it. So for, like, an immensely popular show like Legends of the Hidden Temple, which might have been the most popular, there are only three seasons of that show, but because there's 40 episodes, they can rerun them forever. But they were relatively short-lived in terms of the actual network time, and that's because Nickelodeon liked to turn over its properties quickly. It wasn't because they failed. Yeah, and also you can run those reruns for years and years and years, and then you're automatically in syndication. Yeah. Because if you're on more than 100 episodes, you're automatically in syndication. So yeah. it makes sense that these shows would just run forever. Like, so as kids during the summer, when like they would take Nick Jr. off the air, you would just see a whole bunch of these game shows that kind of filled the void of emptiness left by lack of programming. So it definitely seemed like Nickelodeon had more programming probably than they actually did in those days. And it was just like you would see a bunch of game shows and then like Salute Your Shorts or Hey Dude or any of those shows. It's like a little that. wild and a little strange. <laughs> you make your home out on the range. But, <laughs> but we're not talking about Salute Your Shorts and Hey Dude today. We're talking That's another about, episode. That's totally another episode. We're talking about, and the only way I can name this show is Wacky Kids Game Shows of the 1990s. So that's what we're talking about today. And, you know, before we get deep into these pitches, and I know that everyone's got their idea of what they would like to do, I want to talk about, like, did you guys have a favorite of these shows growing up? Uh, Amanda, what was your favorite? Oh, my God. I don't know if it's my favorite. I actually don't think it's my favorite, but I had a friend in elementary school that was on Figure It Out with Summer Sanders. That's the closest I've ever been to, like, being on one of those shows. (laughs) Actually, we should have prefaced this just so that we're saving ourselves from any sort of any sort of legal issues none of us have appeared on any of these no, shows we have not yes. i'm just joking there's no legal precedent Go um on, but his talent was biting cheese into the shapes of states that's awesome yeah um you're friends with this kid i would he put a tooth hole where the capital was i 
Man, he should. I gotta ask. I, I'm not in, <laughs> I think we're Facebook friends enough. now. Like this is like third grade friends. So we okay. didn't stay super close, but I will never, ever, ever forget that. But I think my favorite, my favorite's probably Double Dare, mm. honestly, because the physical challenges on that show were just so ridiculous. And I remember that one thing that was like the open mouth that you had to like find the flag in. Or is that what would you do? <laughs> no, that was Double Dare. That's that was Double, double Dare. dare. And I'm like getting my shows mixed up. But um, exact that whole that whole like end relay race thing where people are just like falling into like goo and slime and just getting completely obliterated to just find this tiny flag in this big whatever the contraption was that they made yeah. i just found that so amusing um that and guts i really liked guts the aggro crag i've always wanted a piece of the aggro crag in my house i mean you can buy it they're online they're not that expensive oh uh, no and don't tell me that no, you totally we're can gonna buy a piece have of the seven crag. of them yeah well you only need one uh, fun, uh, hilariously enough, for, par- for poor Mark Summers, uh, he actually absolutely like he's like a total like obsessive compulsive. I'm like, like a germaphobe. Clean, yeah, germaphobe. yeah. You prefer the original Double Dare or Family Double? Family Dare. Double Dare. Family, family Double, family double Dare fun. because you got to like watch the parents like try as hard as they could, and it was like team effort, yeah. but also you just fell down, and now you just fell down, and now everyone fell down, but you won anyway, and everyone's covered in slime. It's yeah. great. Yeah, Family Double Dare certainly had the element that I think was most enjoyable for me as a kid, which was to watch adults make utter fools of themselves for yes. the benefit of children, and um, I still endorse that. Yep. That's like why I became a teacher. Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Jordan? What's your favorite? Uh, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple, and it's not close. It's like Legends of the Hidden Temple, like 40 spots, and then probably Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, um, Wild and Crazy Kids. Yeah, so Legends was... You know what? I might not have realized it at the time, but Legends of the Hidden Temple might be why I became so into like Dungeons and Dragons and stuff makes later. Because uh, the lore of that show was just so cool, and the Indiana Jones aesthetic was just something I totally bought into, was very into at the time. In terms of Wild and Crazy Kids, that was just like... It was like I never got to go to summer camp, but watching Wild and Crazy Kids every summer, I kind of felt like I was there and that my counselors were like Donnie and Omar and it was just going to be like a good time. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother, I think, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, and Donnie's last name is, last name is Jeff Coates, is Jeff which Coates. is a, a last name that I use all the time in D&D campaigns for whatever <laughs> reason. Just ask anyone. I put it in there. But yeah, I loved Wild and Crazy Kids. The others were great. I loved Double Dare. I loved What Would You Do? I loved I loved the other shows. Nick Arcade was awesome. Legends of the Temple. If that was on, that is what I was watching. And I lived for like the blocks of that show when they're like, we're just going to watch this for three hours. I was like, I am all fucking in. Yeah, that we always got those blocks like either in the summer or like right around a holiday. Yeah, it'd be like Thanksgiving weekend. It was like Nicktoons or like a whole bunch of like Nickelodeon based game shows. Uh, for me, obviously, my favorite is Nick Arcade. It's not even yeah. It's it's close. Of course, but, it is. I mean, I loved I love Legend of Hidden Temple. I love Double Dare. Um, you know, I, I had a lot of fun watching pretty much all those shows. But like how much I wanted to be in that, like, admittedly probably the worst thing ever in terms of, like, virtual reality. What, the arcade? Oh, you mean the the final challenge, yeah. Oh, the final challenge was definitely, like, a nightmare to be in because I remember they had something like that at Liberty Science Center. It was, like, early green screen kind of thing, yeah. it was, like, you were on a green screen watching a screen trying to hit something, and there's no way it works. It's like the weatherman, but but it counted (laughs) for you for points. Yeah, and you never got games after that ever again. But I loved what I loved about that show was that, obviously, it's, you know, it's it's based on video games, but I loved the arcade stuff that they would show because they would have, like, consoles... 
turns into like arcade cabinets for these kids to play for like the challenge. And oh my gosh, did I get mad as like a six and seven and eight year old kid when these kids couldn't collect like 20 rings in Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like, <laughs> dude, there's like 10 like right away. Oh yeah, that must have been painful for you as like oh. a pro gamer kid to just watch these guys fuck it up on it's like, TV. It's like I never, I, sometimes I want to reach into the TV and, and strangle someone and it was always Whoa, during the dude, That was like me with the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Oh, I was like, it's got it. three pieces. Oh my God. Three. I, so. Bad. I was a bartender for a long time and there's a margarita rimmer yeah. thing that has three pieces to it. <laughs> and I would frequently come in in the morning and they would be in the like entirely wrong order. Stupid. And every day I had, I, I thought of the shrine of the silver monkey every single day. And I was like, guys, it's not hard. Yeah. This one goes on the bottom. This is the middle piece. Why is this all messed up? Every single <laughs> in day. The shrine every of the single silver day. Monkey. Yeah. That, oh my God. I was so upset with those kids when they would fuck that up. So I, I feel your Nick arcade pain. Yeah. And I always feel like too. So I'm surprised more of the temple guards didn't get beat up. I, so you know what they could take it oh look yeah, at the those, size yeah, of those, those guys, guys my god here's the thing is there's that thing floating around where they're doing the adult version of i've heard Legends of that of the yeah. temple now um it's ha- happening as far as i know it's happening and you can apply to be on it and i absolutely would because i think it would be so much fun but i know without a shadow of a doubt a hundred percent that if a temple guard comes at me i will without thinking just completely punch them right in between the eyes i think that probably and happens to them a lot i just i i can't in good conscience subject like subject somebody to that um, it's why I haven't gone to like haunted houses where people jump out at you. Like I know so that your I will fight do that. or flight response is fight. Absolutely, <laughs> got it. Yeah. Absolutely, like flail violently. Right. I have a lot of elbows and sharp elbows. She has many they're elbows. Very no, sharp. No, just a lot of elbows. Just and many numerous. elbows. Not they're sharp. Yeah, There's a lot of them. A lot of them. Got it. She's got yep. just a collection of elbows. So she's got it, baby. She's got it. Parentheses elbows. elbows. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Exactly. Correct. Yeah. So these shows, these shows are great, and they were kind of formative for us. I think they kind of fed into the zany weirdness of like what we elder millennials kind of like because even nowadays we look at it it's like yeah this stuff was a little weird it's a little crazy there is a challenge i forgot about wild and crazy kids like until you brought it up and there is a specific challenge on that show that i have always wanted to like do and it's they got um it was a wooden roller coaster, I think, and they had like teams with. They were all holding pitchers of water that had like yeah. different color, and it was whoever had the most like liquid left in their pitcher after the roller coaster right. came back, they won. And I've always been like, that's I, fun. I just always wanted to do that specific challenge. There was one I, like I remember that. on Wild and Crazy Kids, which was like one of my favorites, where they put the kids in these boats. Yep, I know exactly what I'm talking shot about. Cannons yep. at yep. people. <laughs> And it was great. It was great. And I'm like, can I get into a boat and shoot tennis balls at other children? Please sign me up for this. I want to be in the boat. <laughs> I want to be the yep. guy in the boat shooting the boat at the kids. And like, the best, <laughs> the best, <laughs> you know what? I'll do it now. Like, just send me to like a summer camp. Put me in a boat with like a tennis ball launcher. And she's like, dunk, dunk, dunk. Ow, it hurts. <laughs> That's what you get for existing. Um, You're so nice. Man. Yeah, I'm such a kind, kind person. Yes. Uh, it was, it was these shows that that really just, it, yeah, like there was a summer feel to it. It always felt like, like almost like summer camp. And I too never went to like a sleepaway camp or Me anything neither. like that. Right. Me neither. So uh, I went to like stuff, like local stuff in the morning, probably akin to like what you would do with like a theater camp or something. I went music. to a day camp for like half a summer once, and I, I hated it. It was certainly nothing like Wild and Crazy Kids. I remember I only attended like a couple days every week for whatever reason, so you and say I it was remember. Tame and normal camp. It well, 
it was normal. It was not tame. Basically, it was a bullying camp. I think I went there to be bullied. I just remember, I'll give you one anecdote, and then we can move right on to something more fun. But this was, I forget what my mom's work situation was at the time, but I was going to this camp like three days a week and then two not. So like, but there were five-day activities, and sometimes like in one of these classes, you would start a project, but I wouldn't be there for two days of the project because I didn't attend for two days a week. But I mean, that was something they knew. So we had this shop class with this man who hated all of us and probably hated teaching and possibly hated being alive. I hope he killed himself. <laughs> anyway, he uh, had us making race cars in the shop, and then at the end of the week, we were going to race them. But when he had everyone making the cars, I wasn't even around. I still wanted to race, I guess, or whatever. So he gave me, like, the block of wood, and I, like, just started to make the car. And I got it to the point where, like, it had wheels, but I hadn't done anything else to it. Um, so, you know, the, the track was, like, this ramp. You know, you would, you would put the two cars at the top, and then it would run down the ramp, and basically whichever car was faster would win the race. By the time it got to, like, the end of the loop, it was actually fairly involved. And my car actually ended up winning. And the reason why my car ended up winning was because I had no time to cut pieces off of my car or add anything to it. My car was a block of wood with wheels, <laughs> which was heavy as fuck. Um, and I didn't have to worry about it being aerodynamic because it was like a covered track. And all the kids were so pissed at me that I won. And this teacher was pissed on me because I won with a car that I had done no work on. I just remember being teased to no end because I was just like, I don't know. What a weird thing to be teased at, uh, teased for as a kid is to be like, oh, you're bad at crafts and your car shouldn't have won. I remember like crying. I was a little kid, but I was like, this is not like wildly crazy kids at all. This is not wild or crazy. These kids are mean, stupid kids. So I was preparing you for, for life because I feel like uh, bullying camp has prepared all of us for life. I think See? that we've all yes. probably had people that really just aced in our lives that we've known that have probably aced out at bullying camp. Yeah. I was also made fun of as being the fat kid. I was, I was chubby in fairness, but I was made fun of as being the fat kid by two kids that were fatter than me, like much fatter. And I, I want them to apologize. I'm demanding this apology now. All right. Can you tell us where the camp was so we can find the records? This was, oh, do you really want me to say this on air? No. <laughs> no. Well, I, the camp is still in operation. Oh, unfortunately. Well, it looks like we're going to go pay a visit to bully camp. Yeah. I'm going to burn the place down. I've already done it. It's it's gone. Nice. It's ash. See you later. I went to camp for a week once and um my one camp counselor that I've ever had in my life ever turned out to be uh for all intents and purposes a cannibal and we'll unpack that later, but I'm just gonna leave it at that. So that's wow. my whole experience oh, with wow. camp. Oh, hey, wild and crazy kids. <laughs> and then I lost my eye. Wild and crazy kids. <laughs> I always like in those shows. They always they always would like throw like old produce at people. Yeah, that was a like, thing. Would always get hit with like that was old, a thing. Old tomatoes, getting slime, getting hit with fruit. Yeah, yeah. like old cabbage, cabbage, and stuff. a lot of cabbage for some and, reason. Yeah, and then like and you were getting hit with all this stuff, and they would always go out of the way and be like, just letting you know, this is stuff that the supermarkets were gonna throw out. Yeah. It's like, oh, so we're hitting children <laughs> with literal rotten, disgusting, right. diseased food, and oh, a lot wait. of shaving cream and a lot of whipped cream. Which let me tell you, having been pied in the face with whipped cream. Oh. It is hard Gross. to get out, and then you smell like cheese for a few days. It that does happen in your nose. Yeah, like it's, it, you, it's bad. Because I've, I've also oh, been you've also been, in the yes, face right, many times. Yes. Mm -hmm. It just stays in your nose, uh, nostril hairs, and you have to like take shampoo and literally wash the inside of your nostrils. Oh, well, out I was not that thorough, times. but um, I know your pain. Ugh. Oh, wild, crazy, crazy. And I do it again too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that promo in our other episodes. Wild and Crazy Kids. Yeah, we're going to be talking about, I don't know, like Street Fighter. I'm going to be like, Wild and Crazy Kids. <laughs> <laughs>
dumb. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where these shows kind of just they were they were weird. They were just really really weird, and I don't think everyone gets them, but I think there's a group of people nowadays that absolutely love them, love everything about them, and I think it's a good time. They're well, they're coming back as you raise your hand <laughs> to talk in class. Excuse, yes, Amanda, what so would you like to say? say? People love these. Um, I just for need the to listeners interject. at home, Amanda has raised her hand. <laughs> yeah, this- Amanda raised her hand like she would never be allowed to speak again. Well, I didn't want you to segue in because I needed to throw out that this game show exists and it's called The Floor Is Lava, and if you have Netflix. I'm so excited that this show exists and was created like this past year because it means that shows like this are coming back. And the whole premise and the only premise is the floor is lava and you it's need to get to the lava. other side. They bring side. in lava? No, it's water. It's it's like orange water, that but is it's an obstacle not course. Lava. It's lava. The floor is lava. This th- You've brought an advertisement to us that is untrue. It's lava. Do you know what like the SEC <laughs> or whatever could do to you? Do you- Probably nothing. Nothing at all. Imagine the game with actual lava. <laughs> oh! <laughs> be like that guy in the movie Volcano that melts down to his waist after throwing the guy. Oh. Spoilers for Volcano, oh, like, by the way. Or like the grandma in Dante's Peak who gets out of the boat to push it for no Right, and reason. her legs burn off. That's yeah. another burning legs movie. <laughs> Those movies came out in the same year. Just people burning alive. Why yeah. the crazy guys? <laughs> So I think it's a good time to talk about our pitches now. And I think we should let Amanda lead because she is the guest. She's the special guest. Oh, my goodness. Special guest referee, Amanda Mack. So preface to whatever train of thought is going to happen right now. I took a bunch of notes probably about two weeks ago at this point because I was starting to think about, like, what would I do? And then we had... uh, talked about meeting earlier and I was like okay I'll gather all my thoughts and then we rescheduled and I was like okay good I have more time to like sit and organize Why? better you're so apologetic Amanda, Amanda Mike because and I literally do no prep for this no, show no I understand that but then I opened my <laughs> notebook just now after having not looked at it for two weeks being like oh I probably did bullet points or some kind of like thing that made any sort of linear sense and it is all gibberish these notes are scribbles mm-hmm. and I'm gonna try my best so how about this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> nothing, nothing. What did I even write? Um, so dialing it back a little bit to some things that were mentioned earlier. Um, how prizes? Teacher was a my teacher was a cannibal. Yes, my camp counselor. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Also, teacher, it's very real, and we will unpack that all later. We have mentioned a couple of things that I have always been wanting. And we'll never, ever have. And that's one, a trip to space camp. Mm-hmm. And two, moon shoes. Moon shoes. Right. Because yeah. they were heavily featured, I feel like, in the Nickelodeon games. You were, were always getting sent to space gave camp. Away a lot of moon a shoes. A lot of moon I shoes. Feel like, I feel like the moon shoes were branded as Nickelodeon moon shoes. Right. Maybe. Which, which is why I cannot specifically use moon shoes in my pitch, probably, because in my pitch is sponsored by a different entity. It's not actually sponsored by them, but okay. we're just going to pretend it. that oh, it is. Yeah. Okay, um, no you're not going to get in trouble. It'll it's, be fine. it's fine. It's okay. It's okay. All right. We won't talk about kids. But so it got me thinking on a uh, on a space space tangent. So my my game show um, is space themed. Mm. It is set in space. And in space, after after having created a premise of a, a game show that was set in space, I decided to kind of base it within the universe of a show that is already existing and is created by one of my favorite uh, production studios. And um, it's on Disney Plus 
And I'm going to try to make this as um, broad because I feel like not that many people have watched this show. Okay. Um, but it's called Earth to Ned yes. is the mm, show. Okay. Um, it's a Jim Henson property. And it's basically this alien Ned um, has been sent to Earth by his father, the Admiral, in order to pretty much like take over and destroy the planet. But in seeing Earth has decided he really likes pop culture and likes, you know, human, just likes humans. So instead of destroying the planet and taking everything over, he has hidden his ship underground and runs a late night talk show where he beams <laughs> celebrities into his ship like unknowingly. And some of them know about the show and are like, oh, my God, I'm on Ned. This is great. And other ones are like in the middle of brushing their teeth or like in the middle <laughs> of grocery shopping and are just like, I was just in the supermarket. It's like when, uh, when John Oliver snaps and George Clooney appears. It's a great bit if you don't know. That's that's every guest. Yeah. That's every well, guest that, that's on that show. It's better on that show. So I was like, this would be really funny or just a fun a fun twist on it to set it within that universe. Um so the show is called Earth to Ned, um, is his talk show. He's got a a sidekick, Cornelius who is kind of like, you know, on every late night show, how there's like the other guy. Andy Richter, yeah. Ed, Ed McMahon. Shows, yeah. Yep. So that's Cornelius. It, my my game show would be Earth to Ned's Space Racers. Ooh. So he's, he's had fun In with... space. Exactly. Except it's really like underneath Earth, but... It, it's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's So after having tackled the uh, the medium of the late night talk show, Ned <laughs> has decided to venture into game, game shows, shows, the wacky game shows. And Ned has a grasp on, on all things human, but is always slightly wrong. Like his favorite food is mayonnaise. <laughs> he just doesn't quite fully understand like how things work, but tries really hard. Has a, has a good a good character about him. But there are, there's Ned, there's Cornelius, then there's Betty. And Betty is kind of like Siri, but has a face. She's like a floating face on the ship. She's mm -hmm. the ship's power source. Okay. She's kind of like, you can ask her any questions. She'll know the answer to right. it. So she is computer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. But she does have some emotions. Like if you question her answer on something, she'll take it personally and be like. <laughs> it's like Planet Express ship on Futurama when it grows like sentience. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so that's Betty. Um, and then there are these other creatures called the Clods. And that, uh, it's C-L-O-D. They don't really speak. They can kind of speak. Uh, they just kind of run around. They're set dressing. Um, but that's cloned living organisms of destruction. Yeah. So they would just randomly pop up. Yeah, they're like these little like rodent style. Like, <laughs> okay. space they rats. bite. Yeah. Yeah. They're but like you can pet them. Rats. Sometimes they'll form like a little pet band on the side. Other times like they'll just be doing random things. They might do little dance numbers. They just, they do whatever needs to be done in the Very moment. Very cute. But my premise within this is that there are, I couldn't decide on the number of teams. Like it's definitely a team game show. So I believe yeah. that there's, there's five teams. I just decided now there's five teams. I'm not sure if it's two or four people per team. I think I had decided upon two. I haven't looked at I my think, notes in I th five honestly, years. I think, I, I think it was saying, two. I think you remember saying like, we're going to have 20 teams and everyone's going to be a zombie. And everyone's I, wearing moon shoes, yeah. except not moon shoes because this is on Disney plus and that's a Nickelodeon <laughs> property. So they are. So we can't do it. Exactly. Probably space shoes. Space sneakers. There we go. They also bounce just like moon shoes. So we have. They're oh, the same. All right. So we have five teams. Five teams. Two people each. Two people each. This might change to four halfway through the pitch. Who that's knows? Fine. 
because there's a number of people on a number of the five teams. Five teams. Got it. Um, So each round is an elimination round. So you start with five teams and there's different um, games. So there's a flat game, which would be a board game. Ned calls them flat games. Um, There's (laughs) video games. I like that better, a flat game. It's a flat game. Uh, There's video games. There's a sports game. There's a party game. And then the last round is a trivia game. So that's the overview. I, I had at first wanted to make like a set order of the rounds, but I also don't want to like overly favor one skill set over another as far as games go. So I'm going to have Betty in the sky kind of randomly do like like a slot machine thing. Like and it, Yeah, where it just randomly selects a round to be first through fourth. So but it is, will be these four styles of round in any randomized order throughout so, the... So what is okay. the what is the end all be all like purpose of this show and these games and stuff? Well, I'm getting there, Mike. Okay. I'm getting there. Okay. Well, don't rush the process, Mike. I'm getting there. You can't rush Mike. genius. <laughs> Wild Time Crazy Kids. Wild Time Crazy Kids. Um, it gets less intelligible every time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. That's what they said. Um, <laughs> um, but basically, every every round, like it's like video games, board games, but a little bit off. So flat games, it's going to be like a giant space variation on like a simple board game that can be played in like under a minute or like two tops. So like the first one that came to my brain was something like Hungry Hungry Hippos. So oh, like yeah. Nothing mm-hmm. that takes like... That's great. You know, over strategy. The shoots and ladders would be like ships are they, and lasers. Are or they something. playing the board game version of it? Or yes. are they doing like some kind of like human version of uh, the game? This, both. Okay. Honestly, like Hungry Hungry Hippos, I had something in mind of like those scooters where like you have. Yeah. Have you seen the videos of like the people with like well, the laundry hampers? Yeah, we, like... we actually do that at my school on uh, for class Olympics. That's they great. we do a Hungry Hungry Hippos competition. What appears yep. that your hippos are not as famished as you once thought, Mister Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So something something like that. Those are the two that immediately came to mind. It was Hungry Hungry Hippos, Shoots and Ladders, Jenga. Um, Jenga. Yeah. Oh, Jenga would be great. Big Jenga. Yeah. Big Jenga. Exactly. A team would get eliminated. In every single round. So it's not like all five of you are there till the end and then there's a lightning round. Like first round out, someone's getting kicked out. Second round, um, like the video game round, I thought it would be fun to do kind of like a Nick Arcade where they're not in it yet. Maybe they are. It could change. It's going to be different every time. But like space themed games. So if they could get the rights to like Asteroids or like Galaga or something like that, those kind of games, just a large style. They make those. Um, they make like large versions of Space Invaders and Galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll tell you, those video game companies, for the most part, are they they would probably share it. Yeah, it's I money. Mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, they, they like money. And this could be something. Maybe to... not Mario, but the others. You know. Yeah, Nintendo wouldn't get involved, but every right. game company would. Celestial Games, but this would be something where if there were four people on each team, which I think I was leaning towards for a bit, you would nominate whichever player you thought would excel at that round. That's smart. So like right. if there is a board game round, you're like, you're good at board games, you go play that one. Video game round, you're the video game person, you should play this round. Party game round is like a Pictionary or a Charades oh, sure. or okay. something where like you do need the team and it would be calculated with points and whatnot. The third round would be like the sports round and I had that titled in quotes as Gravity Games 
And this is where there's the most deviation, I feel, because Ned has throughout the series expressed interest in like sports and games and stuff, (laughs) but just always gets things a little bit wrong. So I had it in my mind that like every great game would somehow be set on like a trampoline because that would like eliminate (laughs) gravity and make him feel more like he's in space. And like, I think soccer, I had one with soccer where it like actually involved socks because he gets hung up on like literal words um and like well it's soccer so it has to have like socks and it's like how how many socks you can collect from the other person's side or whatnot or like (laughs) so these are like some of the common theming is just like it's it's an alien's interpretation of what this game should look like yeah exactly and like betty ai spaceship computer in the corner who has opinions on everything, Betty would explain the rules. And she's also kind of fed up with Ned because she knows a little bit about what the sport is actually, but he's convinced otherwise. Okay. And they meet in the middle a little bit, but she'll like correct him and be like, it's really this. And he's like, nope, we're doing it this way. So like you end up doing Ned's version of the game, but the sports are always a little bit off. And there's moon shoes, but not moon shoes because it's Disney, not Nickelodeon. Moon shoes, wink. Um, yeah, not moon shoes. So after the lunar f- rovers, Ooh. Ooh. lunar loafers, sponsored by ah. Hush Oh, badminton was the other sports. The other sports. Badminton's plural. Badminton was the other sport that I had thought of because it's like actual bad mittens. So I feel like you would play some kind of variation of that with like foam fingers. Um, right, just takes away all your dexterity. Yeah. Exactly. Makes, makes a lot exactly. Of sense. So it's like some sort of volleyball variation on a trampoline with oh, foam fingers that Ned's yeah. like, what? This is sports. This is how it works. Yes, we're going um, to be playing badminton. Exactly. Um, so after probably do something with table tennis where you have to play with a table. Yeah, with a table. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like little little like kids' tables that you're like right. using to hit tennis balls across like whatever <laughs> at each other. Right. Yeah. This is smart. This is good. Exactly. Also in space. Listen. Um, it's always... In space. Also, while this is happening, I mentioned earlier, like this is a, a Jim Henson Studios production, so like this is a variation on the Muppets. So like while all this game show fall drawl and whatnot is happening in the middle like you have the clods that are these little like rat alien tooth muppet things that don't really (laughs) speak any intelligible language just running around and fucking shit up all the time so like there might be something that falls over mid-game that's part of like a set piece or whatnot that they just get in the way or like it's just chaos so while you're trying to complete the task like they're just creating extra chaos (laughs) the whole time that's i mean what kids game show is not just loosely controlled chaos because they're all like as that. it should be. Mark Summers couldn't control those children if they wanted to throw gack and slime at him and make him shower for thirty hours. They would do it. I've heard the slime tastes good though. Yeah, it's like vanilla. Yeah. I picture him in the shower. It's like it's scalding hot and it's playing. Everybody hurts. Yeah. <laughs> While he cries, Everybody scrubbing hurts himself from slime. <laughs> those damn kids. So continue, Amanda, with your wonderful. The last round. So there's four rounds. Five teams to start after the four rounds. Four teams have been eliminated. There is one team left. There is a middle round in between the final big game. This round I've titled Cornelius's Corner. This is when a trivia game, something like Jeopardy, comes in. Just for a little bit. And the only point of this round is so that the team that is left can maybe accrue some extra time for their final battle. And it's all trivia questions that are just based on Ned and his personal likes and dislikes and 
some canon from the show. Most of the answers will be entirely random. You will have had no prior <laughs> knowledge in Earth to Ned the series, on the Wikipedia page, anything that would have given you any clue towards what the answer would have been, but they are all multiple choice. So you do have a 25% shot of getting the right answer. Very nice. Probably won't, but each one will garner maybe like 10 extra seconds of the final round that you'll have to complete the last task, which I will get into in a moment. One of the questions from Cornelius's Corner, though, at least one will maybe have been mentioned on an Earth to Ned or on the wiki. So if you were a okay. fan previously, like you can maybe a little get, advantage yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. exactly so, like it'll help you to, to yeah. right but anything that has been stated in those rounds is now canon for the show for the future so if that's something that you want to come back or you do want to know little tidbits about likes or dislikes i've established in my own brain in their universe that that is now canon it's all accurate it will not change episode to episode those are the answers the final round is probably closer to a nick arcade um, where you are in a, and it is a simulation, you are aware that it's a simulation, but you're in a ship and you need to kind of have a combined escape room. Hmm. Also simulation land the ship. So stuff is going wrong the entire time. And this is why I was toying with maybe having a group of four instead of two so throughout so that ship. more people could command the ship. Yeah. So gotcha. you have two people actively commanding the simulation part of it because it is like one of those things where you're in a virtual reality. Like you might be, if you've ever been on Mission Space in Disney World, something sure. similar to that where you're in like a pod and there's a big screen around you kind of controlling the outer world, but your actions inside the pod like affect your experience. Um, so you have two people flying, trying to land this thing, two people actively participating in the escape room aspect of it, having to solve riddles, having to find things hidden really in places. Cool. Shit just getting fucked up by the clods because they're also there knocking furniture over and disconnecting <laughs> wires and the power like is gremlins. going yeah, off. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And there's exactly just like, oh, yeah. now there's just steam shooting out over here for no reason. So those two people need to fix it. So you want as much time as possible for this round, which is why the trivia round is so important. I've never seen the clods, but I'm imagining Salacious Crumb. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what they sound like. A little like. bit fuzzier. Okay, and I'll not, have to. I'll have to look them up. I'll look them up. No, but they're you're like not in the wrong. You're not in totally in the wrong there, though. Gotcha. They're cute. They're actually like as uh, they're they're not cute, but they're cute. Like okay. I would have a I would have a pet clod. I've yeah, dated some people like that. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, I this round is probably like ninety seconds to two minutes. Like it needs to be long enough yeah. for it's enough. Still fairly to short happen. though. Yeah, right. It could be longer than that. I. I feel like always those 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 final rounds and like all those game shows were always relatively on the short side. It, it needs to be, to be yeah, yeah. It needs to be short enough to create that kind of like pressure and panic that you see on the faces. Sure. Like we need to get this done. We need to get it done now. Right. We're all gonna die. And there's die. only so much time on the show anyway. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So. Twenty two minutes. Exactly. So that's the thing. If you if you successfully land, then you've won. Basically, then you've won, and you get to go to space camp, and you also get uh, moon shoes, but not moon shoes because it's Disney Plus. And not Damn, I want some moon shoes. Yeah, I know. I missed out on those as a kid. We never had them. So, what's the name of the show again? Earth to Ned Space Racers. Space I Racers. love that. That's, That's really awesome. Cool. And you know what? If you don't get the license to Ned and his friends, it's very easily transferable. Well, that's the thing. That's what I wanted. I I really enjoy Space Racers is a great name. Earth for show. to Ned, the property. Like I yeah. enjoy that show. Go watch it if you have not. You don't need to watch every episode. You don't need to watch it in order. It's just pick a celebrity that you like and you can watch it out of context and just kind of get the idea from that. Um, but I fully endorse that show. It's very charming. It's a wonderful time. But to include that property in this game show would be really fun. But again, like you said, like you can, 
it doesn't need to exist within that world. Exactly. Would these the would the individual games you play change from show to show? Yes. Oh, they yes, would. they okay. absolutely would. So like um, the flat game would be different. The flat know? game, like ships and lasers, was another one that I had, which is okay. shoots and ladders. Oh, so sure. you either or get beamed like, into a even ship battleship or and stuff would work. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Like one of the video games could be rock band, something similar to that. And okay. it's like it it's it's just the same kind of genre of the four rounds, but it's a random order. Okay, so the and the teams don't know. I mean, they could be no. walking into anything, no, right? So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But that's why I don't want there to be a set order of the video game is first and then right. this one is second. Because if, if a team has a different skill set too, then they'll go in and be like, okay, well, we need to make it to this round because we're better at that. And it's like, no, everything's random. Doesn't matter what your skill set is. Doesn't matter what you're better at. You can nominate a teammate. So if you're like, I would be garbage at this challenge, but you'd be <laughs> awesome. Like it's Right. That's perfect. You know, that, so you play to your strengths in any given moment. That's great. Like exactly. That. And it, yeah, it allows you to be like a like a commander on the yeah. fly when you need to be and there might be more than one round too because there is an elimination every single challenge so if there's like a tie or something there will need to be a tiebreaker where right. like two teams might need to compete against each other in like a mini game at the end of that right round or like a flash to... trivia or something exactly, like that yeah. exactly that's good i love it that's a lot of fun uh, I, what a cool I idea i really have to check out this uh this show that you've been talking about yeah the, it's uh, so uh, fun yeah, and it's also um, it's mostly improvised, which I didn't realize. But it takes like six puppeteers to operate Ned. Yeah, he's and, gigantic. Like, he's huge. There's yeah. a little bit that is scripted, but the majority of it is just like uh, on the fly. Like they'll be actually interviewing a celebrity, so it's not <laughs> like the interview was scripted beforehand. It's like legitimately a talk show that's just run by these puppet alien creatures, and it's. Right. It's very, it's very. Oh, I love that. And if uh, Disney Plus, if you decide to pick up Earth to Ned's Space Racers, <laughs> please contact me. I have a lot of ideas. Please uh, send a check immediately to How About This, Care of Amanda. Yes. And we'll see that the money gets to the destination. It'll get there. Also, yeah. Moon Shoes. Thank you. Yes, and some um, Moon Shoes. I would also, and we also want to go to Space Camp. I would also like to also let you know. Uh, Too old for Space Camp? Amanda, that was awesome. awesome. I love it. Uh, Mike, do you want to tell us a little bit about your pitch? Yeah, um, I can talk about mine. Do you want to talk about yours? You want uh, to go I last? just threw it to you. Oh, man. I got to talk about my pitch. My dad grabbed that guy. <laughs> so how about this? I know a lot of you are going to be like, Mike's just going to come on here and he's going to make a new Nick Arcade. Yep. Well, <laughs> it's actually not happening. Is it? Capcom's Nick Arcade, it's starring Anya Taylor-Joy. Capcom's Nick Arcade. No, it's actually neither of those things. I actually didn't want to go video games with this because it would be so uh, expected. Yeah, so what do you got? My show is called Avast Ye Mateys. Oh my god. pirate theme Pirate show! Kids action show oh my god action challenge show wow we're gonna have two greenlit pitches at least because you're both fucking knocking so, it out of the park are you gonna point, film it at action park i would love to um but that action means that, action park that means someone's gonna die if we film it yeah at somebody's got to die at action the park kids will die yeah the sacrifice so must be made the whole point of the game is i want the game to start out on you know some sort of you know you could do some sort of like beach setting some sort of beach like stage like maybe something like like a huntington beach in um, California, in California yeah, right. where they like do like you know s- skate drugs park and surfs and a lot of drugs. Yeah, uh, skate park uh, kind of. Bad and crazy. Bad and crazy. But like an area where you can have like this kind of beach <laughs> aesthetic. But I want it to be like a pirate themed aesthetic. So very similar to something like a double dare. I want there to be like you start the show with two teams, and the whole point of the challenges here is you do have your trivia rounds where you will back and forth answer questions to earn 
whatever doubloons or whatever type of pirate no you have to keep doubloons doubloons it's doubloons so you get doubloons but all the all of the questions and all of the trivia is either like nautical themed or (laughs) pirate themed and you must phrase your answer in the form of a pirate question you must answer the question like what be helping you from getting the scurvy? Or it be me lemonade. Oh, it be me lemonade or me fresh, <laughs> my fresh steamed broccoli. Can some of the questions be parrot themed and you just need Arr? to know like a lot yes. about parrots? Okay. Or you just repeat the question, but as a parrot. <laughs> Even better. So, Even better. so yes, that's going to be like your trivia sections of this game is where you're going to answer questions about piracy or about a pirate history or nautical stuff geography, marine biology, questions like that, even like pirate folklore. So you'll have to ask questions about like (gasps) sea monsters and mermaids and yeah. What about like the stars? Because didn't they navigate? Yeah, yeah, definitely like being able to read the stars and star charts. So there's a lot of... This is the longest lead I've ever heard into Mike just saying he wants to create a show around boat cannons. Yeah, well, (laughs) as you guys know, I'm a big fan of boat cannons. Big fan of boat cannons, that Mike Stab. So... So, yeah, so that's going to be where your trivia sections come from. And I like the, the sections. I like how Double Dare is set up. And I also liked how Legend of the Hidden Temple were set up, where at the beginning there were a whole bunch of teams that get eliminated, like, in the first kind of challenge. Right. And I think you can do something like that in this game, where, like, your first challenge is kind of like a pirate's rope course, right? Where you're kind of, like, dealing with, like, oh, well, pirates had to deal with, like, rope bridges, and pirates had to deal with, like... Things like that. And I think what you do is through, uh, you have your trivia to earn doubloons. And what you do with the balloons and, and your, your your points that you gain, you have the points, but you can spend them to buy pieces of treasure map or to buy um, pieces that will improve your team's boat. Because I do want there to be a, a ship battle portion of this game where one of the rounds it's the last round before we cut down to our final team Mm. is a legitimate like boat battle where you have a guy on the cannon and you got a guy steering the boat and you got a guy doing all this stuff and like if you aced it it's like well your cannon's not shooting tennis balls it's shooting like full-on volleyballs at these kids (laughs) and they're getting pelted and they're falling (laughs) off they're falling into the water and they don't look happy and they're not wearing helmets because they're wearing everyone's dressed like a pirate and pirates don't wear helmets you get foam swords and maybe you can board each other (laughs) i love this i just want it to be absolute total pirate chaos and i want people to get hurt so (laughs) (laughs) so action park this is filmed at action action park bringing it to action park love it but everything works in jersey it it, absolutely everything's legal in jersey everything's legal in jersey so so that's how I kind of want it to be. And I want the teams to, you know, slowly but surely, like Amanda's pitch, because that's how all these shows work, is you all ultimately get down to one team. And if you've done well as a team and beating the other teams, the whole point, the final goal for Avasti Mates <laughs> is that you, you, you do what you can throughout their, the challenges. So at the end of every round, there will be some sort of physical challenge where your team can earn another piece to a treasure map. And if your team is really good, you've gotten multiple pieces to the treasure map. But ultimately, the last goal is that you have to go through some sort of pirate-based obstacle course where you have to, I don't know, fight some sort of skeleton in a sword fight and cross <laughs> over some rope stuff and maybe do like one of those things where you like swing over a river and not the, get eaten by crocodiles. But does the skeleton sound like this when he uh, laughs? Uh, 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 
Yes, he absolutely does. Perfect. Thanks I'm in. God. All in now. Almost to like where like you fight the skeleton on like one of those like American Gladiator style ah. things where you're like on the on like the 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 platform and you got like knocked off in the water where you can like swing over like a, a river or something so, like so that. So like American Ninja Warrior. A little bit, but of. it's for children, so it's a little bit less intense. They've lowered the age on American Ninja Warrior. Well, that's great to know. Yeah. So now maybe uh maybe younger people can get involved. And ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, if you have the treasure map, you get to like a beach at the end and you can find where the treasure is and you dig it up and that's what you win. And when you win the treasure, you win $500 to Omaha Steaks. <laughs> and <laughs> Is the treasure disused heroin needles? I think so. Nice. I think so. Or, you know. It. Oh, I'm sorry. Or a sea glass yes. or a sand dollar. <laughs> a parrot. You win a parrot. Ah, help me. A real life parrot that you have to take care of. Why do crazy kids? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, you're winning something that probably won't help you, but you'll be the pirate kings for that day. Yes. Oh, you get to be the pirate king or yeah. queen, and oh, we don't discriminate. It doesn't matter, but you get to the sit pirate, pirate monarch. Royal. Yeah, the pi- pirate monarch. So you get to like you know dress up as like one of these pirate monarchs. You get to sit in this big pirate throne that's like covered in treasure, and you probably get like I don't know some sort of money to go to school. Anyway, <laughs> in the end, bonds from Hershey. Yeah, <laughs> that was all that candy money. In the end, I, I just want a really like simple game show that really breaks down like your normal kids-based game show would and it to be about pirates. That's ultimately what I want. Oh, I and love just, this. And yeah, it's called the Vasty Mateys, and that's really my pitch. Can you just say doubloons again? Doubloons. Thank you. I, I love that. I'm just I, I'm so obsessed with pirate culture to begin with and like thinking of like a kids game show that is pirate themed is just really, really cool. I'm surprised I never had one. That is really fun. So we've had the space theme and the pirate theme. Yeah. Let's see if I can. Where, where are you going? Let's see if I can complete uh, a trio here. Oh. So how about this? Yarr. My kids' game show is a sequel. It is called Escape from the Hidden Temple. Oh. So I need to actually introduce this by doing a reference to a film that many people don't like, and the film is Prometheus, which is the the alien prequel film. And my show is not space themed at all. It's Legends of the Hidden Temple themed. It's action-adventure horror themed, like The Mummy or something like that. But in Prometheus, I want to inform the listener of what happens or perhaps remind some people who have seen the film what happens in Prometheus. Essentially, they go to another planet that they think might be the origin of mankind, alien civilization, and the party is split in half. You have the excavators who are actually going into the temple facility to actually see all the weird shit that's in there, and hopefully they can get out. And then you have the crew that is actually back on the ship in communication with them. This is probably used to the best effect when in the film, uh, the geologist and the biologist are kind of stuck in the temple and can't find their way out. All the while, there are these two little orbs, or I think actually there's four orbs that are kind of like scanning the facility and mapping the whole thing out. And I just, I always liked the communication section of that movie where the captain of the ship, who's played by Idris Elba, is talking to Milburn and Fifield in the facility and trying to navigate them around the complex and saying, oh, we'll pick you up in the morning, we'll get you out of there, whatever. And I thought, there's something really cool about this. So what I thought would be fun is this. I kind of wanted to add, I wouldn't call it a role play element or necessarily a storyline element, but something that is more narrative driven to a show that's already great. We already really love Legends of the Hidden Temple, so I just kind of wanted to graduate it to the next level. And I'd actually uh, be surprised if the new show with adults didn't use at least something sort of like this, uh, because we are living in a post-Hunger Games world. 
And I think kids are really familiar with how games work in that system as well. And I thought a Nickelodeon version of that could really work well. So what I thought Escape from the Hidden Temple could do is this. Essentially, in the story of the game, you're excavating a long-forgotten temple. In this case, it is, in fact, Olmec's Mayan Temple. But it is, I guess, in each new season of the show... It is some new excavation or some lightly new theming of that same temple, which, of course, is cursed and inhabited by the ghosts of the museum guards or, you know, the, the temple guards, I guess I should say. So here is what happens. You go in as a team of four, and initially it's just your team of four people. Let's say you are the Blue Barracudas, okay? Uh, the reason being, each separate episode in this season is going to feature a different one of the teams starting the temple. Okay, so I'll, I'll get more on the structure in a second. So let's just start with the Blue Barracudas, because they were my favorite, even though they had a shitty win ratio. Not as bad as the Purple Parrots, though. So, Blue Barracudas are supposed to get into the temple to get whatever the season's prize is. I don't know. Some of the old favorites of mine was, like, the Imperial Wizard Spellbook or Harriet Tubman's Walking Stick. Okay, was absolutely a prize. Whatever the prize is that season, it doesn't really matter. They're going to find it. I don't know, the, the, the Ruby of Anorak, whatever it's going to be. It doesn't matter. So what's going to happen is they're going to establish home base, which is, it might be at the mouth of the temple, it might be in the temple's first room, and that is where two of the team members are actually going to stay, and they're going to be in live communication where they can kind of see and hear almost like found footage <laughs> style, right, like live cam Cloverfield style footage, what is going on with their other two team members. Now sitting at home, we the viewer, we have the best view of everything because we can be live in the moment with millions of cameras that are set up all over the facility, right, because they actually have to build the temple, right? Or we can go to home base with those rooms, or we can go into their headsets because we live in an age of wonderful technology. And in the style of a true horror adventure movie, right, they have to find their way to the treasure. Uh, now, all of the rooms that we have classically seen in Legends of the Hidden Temple will be present in new cinematic versions, Ooh. right? So you will see, you know, the wall climb, except mm -hmm. it will be far more treacherous, the mine shaft, of course, the throne room, the shrine of the silver monkey, the swamp, all the ones that we love, but they are the super deluxe versions of these rooms. There's a reason for this. And it also has to do with the production schedule of how I would like this to be filmed. More on the structure again in a moment. Great. Mm -hmm. They may find the thing, they may not. They may be waylaid by temple guards. They may not. There may be other things in there that are out to get them. But the point is, at the end of the episode, there may still be team members who are trapped in the temple somewhere. So it is very unlikely, and probably depending on a shooting schedule, not probable that the Blue Barracudas will complete the challenge and escape from the temple all in one episode. I don't think that is possible in the way that I'm thinking of it. Because what I would like is the next episode is a totally different team trying to do the same thing. And also, because I would like to shoot these all at relatively the same time, running into other teams that have also gotten themselves caught in the temple. And that's how your competition happens. So rather than running the more kiddish sort of relay races against each other, you know, let's say day one of filming, it's just like, all right, you ended in that room. That's where we're picking you up tomorrow. Shooting starts and Purple Parrot ends up in the same room as the fallen Blue Barracuda member. They now have to work together to get out of that room or try to screw each other over so that one character just sort of remains in the swamp. I love right? that. And I it kind of anthologizes the show in a sort of a narrative because the episode should be edited in such a way that all six teams get to start and establish a home base in different rooms in the temple. I don't know. You could have, you know, a, you know, a green monkey home base in the Shrine of the Silver Monkey, right? That's where their folks on headset are going to be. Now, the folks on headset... As their adventurers are finding different pieces, I guess I could still probably use 
the uh, temple tokens, right? Uh, the tokens that they used on the show. That expands the parts of the map that they're able to see. And there are certain puzzles that you can only solve by communicating with the home base team. Here's something home base team can do that the adventure team can't. When adventure team gets caught, and there are still time remaining in their episode or time remaining in their game round, folks in the home base can choose to abandon home base and enter the temple themselves. The issue being that um, if you run out of people that are at home base, your whole team can be eliminated in the actual temple. You're safe while you're at home base, but if all four of your team members are out trying to solve all the puzzles and do all the shit and you get caught by temple guards or eliminated by a number, another team, you're, you're gone. You have a safety, at least if you have someone at home base. So it's that it's that interlay, that's that communication. Now let's get the audience involved, right? What I loved about the Hunger Games, my favorite part about the Hunger Games, or one of my favorite parts, was that all of Pan Am, yeah, there you go, all of Pan Am was really invested in the games because they could affect them in some way, right? Uh, donors would be able to send weapons upgrades or you know supplies into the game for them. So I want kids to be able to call in and essentially vote for things that are then going to appear in the temple. Maybe we have a storyline where a poor Blue Barracudas player has been stuck in the swamp for like three episodes and the kids are getting like anxious about this, right? Uh, I would love it to, I don't know if we have like a live studio audience watching or if we have this you know televised over a series of several nights, but like I want kids to be able to call in to actually affect the show in some way or maybe have like an online component similar to like how voting works for american idol or something like, like that there's like an app that has like yeah. an app would toys. be right so yeah it is it is that idea of having sort of a game show element where you're at the home base and the brainier kids are playing these computerized games that are sort of activated by your more physical active kids that are actually out uh in the temple itself which is a fully built facility that is uh, cinematically filmed, right? And I think a lot happens in the editing room because as an editor, you want to give the viewer the experience that it's sort of really happening and also you have the best seat in the house at the game show, right? So it's both those things. And you really want to gamify as much as you can. Like when you get to the room of the Golden Idols, right? Maybe that triggers a trivia round where your people in the room actually have to physically manipulate the puzzle, but they have to work with the people that are on the headsets, right? Um, and they are slowly trying to kind of figure out the temple. Something I'm getting rid of from the original show was, if you remember, a key used to appear at the bottom of the screen that let you know what part of the temple people were in. Yeah. We want the temple to largely be a mystery, mm -hmm. right? So if a team has progressed to the point where they're like, okay, I've seen this many rooms, I don't want them to see any more than that. Yeah. They should not really know the temple layout, right? Yeah. You know, perhaps there is even an initial game that kind of starts all of this off, similar to the Cornucopia in the Hunger Games, right? Where one team maybe gets to start off first, and that's their advantage, but your advantage going second or beyond is that you get to at least see where they started, even though your home base can't be located in the same spot in the temple. I did want Kirk Fogg back, because I think he'd be a really cool, like, old man explorer <laughs> at this point. Uh, and I know he did do his cameo as Kirk Fogg, as himself, in the 2016, I think it was, Nickelodeon film of Legends of the Hidden Temple. That's great. And we would want Olmec back, but I want Olmec to be evil. Yeah. Olmec mm. doesn't want you in the temple. Of course not. And if you're here and you're insisting you're stealing his treasure, you're, he's certainly not going to let you leave because the reason why Olmec has all these things is because Olmec, my friends, is a collector mm -hmm. and he is trying to collect you. Ooh. And that's Escape from the Hidden Temple. I love that. I man. love that. That was so great. Uh, that, man, this is so cool. I love gonna be so mad when they do the legends of the hidden <laughs> and temple it's and it's not that at all it's i'm gonna be so mad yeah it's just gonna be the same show with like older people this is this is exactly what happened i'm so mad i listened to the mummy 
your pitch for the mummy. Yeah. And I'm that's still one of our mad. first episodes. Yeah. I'm still mad that that's not actually ha- like. You know what? I'm holding yes. out hope for that one because yes. you know what? Someone that worked on that mummy is going to listen to Valley of the Kings and be like, they're going to call up the guy and be like, I have a great idea, Mr. Fraser. We must make this movie. I don't know why that guy had an accent, but um, <laughs> uh, he's Eastern European. He has a lot of money. He's going to make that film. We're going exactly. to make the mummy four. But I, yeah, no, I want that. I'm going to be mad when I yeah, watch no, the dude, Return of the Hidden Temple. That. That's awesome. That's really so cool. Yeah, man. I love it. I, and I think you could you can put in as many elements of the old game as you want because your temple is now huge. So you could still have the moat. The whole game is now the temple run. Yeah. The whole game is now the temple games. And you could put stairs of knowledge in there as a room. Of course. That's your little trivia elements that you use to unlock different rooms. And temple guards, yes, should be terrifying. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? Because when they capture you, you're, you're essentially out. You're out. How you're well out. lit is this temple also? Like, is it like well, torches? And good, good question. I think it's dim. But the thing is, I don't want that to be consistent. Okay. I, I want each room to be different. Because part of the thrill of watching those seasons was like, oh, they got a new room yeah. this year, or they changed up the layout. And I want the whole thing to be very labyrinthine, right? Very serpentine, very like even kind of hard for the viewer to discern like, oh, I think they're in the swamp. I think that's adjacent to yeah. the shrine of the silver monkey, isn't it? Like maybe isn't that secret door leading there? And then the door opens in this huge bright light, and you're like, oh my god, they just found Blue Barracuda's home base. Maybe they can steal something. Maybe it's like a capture the flag type thing. That's if you cool. find another team's home base, that's really right? Cool. You can get an artifact from them. Maybe that gives you a token maybe if you blow up their and, spot. And maybe that makes you even, yeah, that makes you closer to maybe being able to get out or right. to, able to capture more stuff because yeah. you want that competitive aspect. Right, because game. maybe you're all looking for the same prize and you're all looking for the exit, but maybe finding other team's home bases gives you a token or something. I love it. Yeah. This is a very minute thing, but I keep thinking about the Shrine of the Silver Monkey. Yeah. A, would there be more than three pieces this time? And B, <laughs> could there maybe be a piece missing that's in a different room? Ooh, okay, so I love that. That's 100% happening. It should be missing. I don't want to put in more three piece, more than three pieces in the Shrine because as children have proved for years on that show, <laughs> kids don't have, somehow don't have the knowledge to put three pieces of a monkey together. No, they don't. They don't <laughs> so know what a monkey looks like. So we will like. hide one of the parts of the monkey in a different room, but that is it. What I would love to see, though, is if kids in this escape uh, game show could find it in themselves to team up with other lost team members. Yeah. So, like, you might have all started off as Blue Barracudas and, you know, uh, red jaguars but like oh, i'm a barracuda and i got trapped in the mine shaft and i'm a red jaguar and i'm like a nice person i'll i'll help you out let's work together as long as we can I mean, right the and then you have this kind of alliance right if you get out i say both teams win i say both teams is going to space camp oh, yeah space camp arium well i think we had some amazing amazing ideas on this episode of the summer of slurp slam <laughs> So thank you so much, uh, everyone, for listening. And we have to give a big thank you to the king of the silver monkey, Mr. Jordan Hugh. Oh, thank you to Mike the Slime Lord. Yes, yeah, Slime Lord. Lord. And then, as always, to the queen of space herself, Miss Amanda Mack. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm the queen of space. Yes. yes. You I'm would have, like, a collection of moon shoes. Like, you'd have a sparkly pair and, like, a lacy pair and, like, you know. If they exist... Yes. You know I, what? Go on eBay. I'm going to find him. Yo, yeah. Amanda, come over. Bring your good moon shoes. Bring the nice moon <laughs> shoes. All right, everyone. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, the Summer of Slam is continuing to rain. Ha ha, Summer of Slam. So we, we will be back real soon with yet another episode. But enjoy this one. Enjoy your summer. Bye, that crazy guy. Thank you for listening. We hope you had a lot of fun. We surely had far too much fun while recording this episode, but boy, was it an absolute blast. Amanda, thank you so much once again for 
being an amazing guest on this show, and she did want to let us all know that she thinks that the prize for her show should be a trip to that new Disney Star Wars hotel for a few days, and I couldn't agree with her more. I think it's a great idea. So she ended up coming up with that idea after the podcast was filmed, and she was kicking herself for it, but just going to let you all know that was her idea, so we're going to go ahead and add that to her pitch. We will be back soon with more episodes, hopefully every week. We're sorry we missed last week, but things have been very, very busy on our end. In the meantime, please go and follow us on social media. You can find us at How About This Pod on Instagram, at How About This Pod on Facebook. And be sure to give our episode to review or a like or put a comment on it because every time you do something like that, well, it just helps this show be that more visible to people out there. So once again, for Jordan and Amanda, my name is Mike Staub, and thank you for listening to How About This. Now, continue to slam.